the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Portions of the following program are pre-recorded. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. And good afternoon. Greetings. Thanks for coming along today. This rainy, it's stormy. It was like Wednesday. catastrophically raining Holy when smokes. I came in. I took a photo from my office. Did you? Of oh, like it coming down? It's a great photo. I mean, Something else out take there. Take a look at it. People. I, yeah. You, uh, you like a snack in the afternoon? Well, you know, I do like a snack. I, you know, prior to having the dreaded kidney stone last year, which is a clarifying experience, I'll tell you right Uh, now. Sure it is. I was like, I had all the nuts, right? I had like, I remember my little like assortment in my drawer. Well, I'd come in and be happy to have some of those. I had to give all those almonds up because Mm -hmm. once you have a kidney stone, almonds are like not okay, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I'm still kind of struggling on my afternoon snack. So I have have peanuts in there. Peanuts. I have my little Belveda you know, breakfast wafer. Things. What is it? Velveeta? Be- Belvita. Oh, Belvita. Belvita and Velveeta. Two very different things. <laughs> I was going to say. Yeah. The, um, the Belvita. That's like an, an airport thing. Let's get, it is an like an airport thing. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah. So it's like, you know. I like those. It's like a, a, a energy type bar. No. Really? You would call it an energy bar? Well, I think it's like a, it's a meal replacement bar, mm-hmm. I think. I'd call it, um, it's delightful, but it's also somewhat bland. It is, but it's a it, crowd pleaser, though, it, and it's it, blandness. And it's pretty cookie esque. Mm-hmm. And so, when you're longing for something, it does fit the bill. Yeah. Well, I haven't eaten anything today at all. Right. And so, John's having a cheese it. I, I like a cheese it. You like a cheese it? Cheese its are good. I like yeah. the white cheddar in particular. Me too. Yeah. yeah. I'm happy to have a white cheddar. I don't usually buy them, though. No, because. Yeah. Exactly. You get <laughs> right. carried away. Don't you get carried away? Right, yeah. What What, is, what are you pointing at, Christy? Oh, someone's calling to probably oh. to, uh, opine about their snacks. Oh, they're calling to complain? Want to take that phone call? Yeah, I would like to take that pick, phone call. Pick that phone call. Can we call. do, can we, that call do it right Christy. now? I'm just going to pick it up. Is, Here we go. I want to know everything about Hey, thanks for calling the ride home. Who is this, please? Hello. They hung up. Oh, they got scared. Oh, see, Wait. all of a sudden, they were, gonna, the- they were going to like tell Christy their opinion. Oh. When we were going to put them on the air, all of a sudden, they're they just a little them. scared about it. <laughs> I mean, who doesn't want to talk snacks at 50,000 exactly. watts? Exactly. I like to. Really Anytime. Really. Yeah. All right, uh, enough of that tomfoolery. As we always do, we get underway with the show. Uh, let's look at the top news stories of the day. Kath, okay. please give us the top four at four. For a rainy Wednesday, August 11th, 2021, Mm. number one. The average pace of the first doses of the COVID-19 vaccine being administered across the U.S. has nearly doubled from a month ago. Did you know this? I did not. According to a federal government tally. CBS News reports the uptick is the latest sign of growing interest in the shots amid surging cases around the country and a push to vaccinate children ahead of the school year. Since July 7th, the pace of first doses has steadily climbed in nearly every state in the union. Mm. 
In Alabama, which has one of the lowest vaccine rates in the country, the average pace of new vaccinations has climbed more than 100%. The next largest increase was in Louisiana, where first shots have accelerated by 84%, followed by Nebraska and Minnesota. Alabama and Louisiana, of course, are among the states that have seen some of the most severe COVID-19 surges so far this summer. Mm. Number two. Twinkle, twinkle, little star will be an understatement tonight, John, when up to 75 meteors per hour will streak across the night sky. We won't see them here. The year's most widely enjoyed meteor shower, is it the Persides? Persad. Persad. We'll put on an epic display, perfect for making some fun family memories, weather permitting. So we're not going to see them tonight because there's too much the cloud cover. <laughs> too cloudy. It's Pittsburgh. Okay, so if if the clouds clear, yeah. this is what the Washington Post said today. You could realistically expect to see 30 shooting stars or more. Don't you love to see them? Yeah, it's super fun. Oh, look at that. It's super fun. Number three. The names of four candidates likely will populate November's mayoral ballot in the city of Pittsburgh. Mm. Four, not two. As frontrunner Ed Ganey and Republican Tony Moreno now face challenges from an independent and a third-party contender. Bring it. Mm -hmm. According to today's PG, Will Parker, who is 39 years of age, of Garfield, and Marlon Woods, 48, of East Liberty, filed the required paperwork to pursue independent bids for mayor in the November 2nd election. All right. I mean, the chances. Slim to none, probably, right? But go ahead. Speaking of slim to none, or speaking of just slim... Number four, the Mattel Toy Company said it missed the mark in introducing an Asian Barbie in its new inclusive Olympics line. Are you aware of this, John? I am not. Do you keep track of the new Barbies that are released? Nope. According to NBC News, the company said its skateboarding doll was meant to represent the Asian American community, but some Twitter users have said they felt the Barbie doesn't look Asian. (laughs) That's the kind of tweet you want to see when you're Mattel. That's a very, very dangerous line. Each of the five dolls in the collection reflects the five new sports that were added to the Olympics. Softball, sport climbing, karate, skateboarding, and surfing. And that, my friends, is your top four at four. So is it Barbie looking the same or Barbie in different? No, Barbie is looking different. Barbie does not look like Barbie. Barbie is oh. has a whole different thing. It's hard to keep up. It is. Anyway. So this Barbie, I looked at the Barbie in question because I was studying for today's ride home with John and Kathy. <laughs> and uh, to me, the skateboarding Barbie does look Asian American. Okay. But there's some criticism. <laughs> me, people complaining on Twitter do not well, think it looks Asian American. Well, because everybody, nobody does anything on Twitter but complain. Exactly. So, so I'm not sure why Mattel is, you know, caring so much about it. Stay away from that. Anyway, so yeah, so the Asian Barbie is skateboarding, mm-hmm. but because she did not look Asian enough for some Twitter users, the Mattel Toy Company has issued a formal apology. Apology. That's good. So now the other ones look, and you know what else, I, I you know, other than the Asian-ness of the Barbie, mm. the one thing I was very excited about, mm. she was not that skinny. What, Barbie's a little plump? She No, she did not look plump. She looked athletic. Oh. Like she looked kind of, she looked strong, as you would have to be if you were actually in the Olympics. Yes. Oh, so she's cut. Well, I mean, she was wearing a skateboarding outfit, so you couldn't really tell how okay. cut she was, but she was not she like, she didn't have the, you know. Super skinny legs. Six inch waist that Barbie, Barbie's come to be known for. <laughs> have you heard this, that if Barbie was a real person, she yeah. would fall over? Yes. Yeah. Of course she would. 
Because there's a lot going on there. Because there's, I mean, that's not the kind of proportion that a real person has. I wonder what the annual sales are of Barbie. Who's buying Barbie? A lot. You think so? It's, it's a still, lot. It's still popular. It's still a lot. Really? The Mattel Corporation continues mm-hmm. to mine Well, that. listen, if they're apologizing because of the Olympic Barbie, clearly it's a pretty big deal. Now, see, you've piqued my interest. I have to go and look at the Asian Barbie. I'll, I'll, and the... You know what? When we go to commercial break, I'm going to pull it up on my iPad and All you right. can see what you think. Let's do that right now, okay? Didn't happen. All right. We'll take a quick break. Come back. It's The Ride Home with John and Kathy here on Pittsburgh's Christian Talk. We are 101.5 WORD. Moms are the most influential people on the planet. For years, you've trusted Focus on the Family. Now you have the chance to experience it in person. Enter the Focus on the Family VIP experience. We'll fly you and three others to Focus on the Family headquarters, where you'll stay at Great Wolf Lodge in Colorado Springs and sit in on an actual Focus on the Family program. Enter once per day and complete bonus tasks to increase your chances of winning. The Focus on the Family VIP experience. Register to win at wordfm.com slash focus. It's finally time to replace that old leaky roof. Or how about some new siding? You can count on Windows or Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows or Us offers repair and replacement for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, windows, entry doors, even decks. A leaky roof left unfixed can lead to mold and mildew. Maybe you've lost siding during the recent windstorms. Don't put those repairs off. Windows or Us offers 12 months, no interest financing, and no processing fee through Dollar Bank. Want new factory direct replacement windows for your home or office choose from 100 vinyl commercial aluminum wood and composite and how would you like to never clean your gutters again for a limited time get a free gutter filter with the purchase of complete siding and roof replacement offer valid through 831 21 all with 12 months no interest no processing fee and backed by the best warranty in the industry schedule your free estimate and inspection today at windowsrspittsburgh.com that is windowsrspittsburgh.com the Bible felt heavy in Marzia's hand. She knew the gravity of what she and her friend were about to do. In their home country of Iran, distributing Bibles made you an enemy of the state. Marzia prayed, God, if I'm arrested, please give me strength. Don't let me deny you. Every Bible they distributed brought them one step closer to prison, but they freely gave away more than 20,000 until their arrest in 2009. Still, they rejoice because thousands now know the name of Jesus Christ. Shine the light of God's Word in the darkest places today. Just $6 sends a Bible to a persecuted believer. $60 will send 10. Call 800-279-1969. That's 800-279-1969. Or click on the Voice of the Martyrs banner at wordfm.com. What is an integrated curriculum? For the teachers at Jubilee Christian School in Mount Lebanon, their award-winning approach is like a wheel, where subjects like science, math, and language arts are the spokes. But at the center, God is the hub, holding it all together. And through hands-on learning, monthly field experiences, the all-school unit, and more, kids develop a passion for learning and faith in a way that's really cool. Schedule a private tour today. Jubilee Christian School, K-6 through grade. Imagine, believe, achieve at jubileecs.org. Mark Lutz is with us. He is the pastor of Lux Digital Church 
And uh, here to talk to us about the idea of a digital church. Pastor, welcome to the show. How are you doing? Oh, I just caught that that last bit there. Hi, guys. Uh, it's good to be on the show. How are you tonight? Thanks for so much. Ha- thanks so much for having me on. Sure, yeah, we're good. We're sure. Good. So, listen, we were just talking in our last segment about Gen Z, and you know, forty some percent of Gen Zers are um, disinterested in religiosity, in organized religion, sitting in a pew, all those sorts of things. So, uh, I'm wondering if this is the demographic that you're going for with your all digital church, yeah? Uh, I, I mean, I certainly yes, yes and no. And so uh, I definitely feel like God has put a calling on my heart to help the big C church reach the post-millennial generation. So okay. what are the generations that are coming after me? And and that's oftentimes the case. I think with most generations, our question, right? Boomers wanted to know, how do we reach Gen X? Gen X want to know, how do we reach millennials? Millennials want to know, how the heck do we reach Gen Z? Um, but the honest truth is my church is is primarily built to reach hardcore and regular video gamers in the video game culture. Uh, The average hardcore gamer is 33 years old. Um, And so it's really a millennial Gen Z crowd. It's kind of a mixed bag. Most of the people from our church are anywhere between like 25 and 35 with, you know, outliers being younger up through people in their 60s. Interesting. Okay, so Pastor, you yourself are an avid video gamer. So in some ways, you're saying you're evangelizing by playing video games and inviting people to sample Christianity. Yeah, in some capacity, I am. More than anything, we created a church where gamers exist. So because I've been a gamer, I'm in their space, I speak their language, very similar to having any missionary who might go and and leave and go to, you know, Africa, for example, Um, they would learn the culture, learn the language, learn how they communicate, learn the places they hang out, learn what's important to them. Well, I grew up in that culture. And so uh, I'm just I'm like a native born gamer in that capacity, which enables me to sort of reach into that community. So, yeah, we do play some games together, um, but a lot of it is offering spiritual guidance to a community that has no interest whatsoever in stepping through the doors of a brick and mortar church, but are deeply, deeply interested in faith, spirituality and the concept of God and higher powers. And so it's it's offering spiritual guidance in that in that capacity. I love it. Yeah. Okay, Mark. So so. Give us um, a look into the culture. You said that this is a a culture that you grew up in, that you're a part of. It's a language that you speak. It's people that you know. It's um, hearts that you care about. So what are they like? Um, What's the worldview like? Um, What's the outlook for the future like? What kind of, I don't know, you name it, uh, education, interest, culture, whatever. Sure. I mean, you're going to get a mixed bag just as you, I mean, the, the, I think the concept is is that every gamer is like one, right? So we have this con- we have this idea where we we place gamers and we flatten them really badly, and and they don't have multiple dimensions or multiple concepts, and so therefore, if you're a gamer, you're really only interested in gaming, whereas whereas gamers are multifaceted as any other culture is. And if you don't know anything, like where we are, our church exists in a place called Twitch, which is Twitch.tv is the website. It's owned by Amazon now. It's a live streaming platform, but there's a hundred million unique viewers every month on Twitch. At any given time, there is about three to four million people watching Um, other people play video games or and actually the the biggest category is just chatting. It's not even people playing video games. It's people live streaming and just talking to their communities. Usually anywhere between 250 to 400,000 people are watching a just chatting stream at any given moment, which is where our church is on Wednesday nights. And so, 
So Wednesday night, then describe what that's like. I mean, how do you invite people in? You're obviously having conversations one-on-one, but, you know, you're saying come and join us at a worship service on Wednesday evening. What's that look like? Sure. I mean, our worship service is going to look a lot like what any person's worship service looked like during COVID, um, with the exception of there's a lot more interaction, and it's intentionally very personal. So we are a lot closer to the camera. We have no physical in-person audience. So there's nothing that's distracting my eyes from the camera camera as I'm interacting. Um, we have a live stream chat that's on a TV directly below me. So like in the first 10 minutes of our, of our service, like my wife and I, we're the ones on camera. We're talking to the chat. We do a question of the day. We're interacting with people. We're saying hello to people. We're taking prayer concerns. Then we do a worship song. Then we pray for people. Then I come back up and I preach about a 30 to 35 minute sermon. And then we do something called post show. So at that point service ends, we do a giving moment and you're welcome to come and join us on our like conversation server. It's called discord, but we have like live chat rooms similar to like a high table prayer rooms, welcome center, all of that stuff. But then in addition to that, um, you know, we also have a post show that's live where I sit for 10 minutes on a stool. It's not scripted. I just talk with chat. I answer questions about spirituality, about myself, about our team, about our church. Anybody has any questions, just sit there and ask, answer questions for, for 10 minutes. And if no one has questions, we talk about the next step that we can dive deeper into that. That's okay. cool. Mark Liss is with us, pastor of Lux Digital Church. He spent the last 10 years at New Life Christian Ministries in Saxonburg, and he's been a gamer in some various degree for a really long time, and so he's interested in reaching out to that community. Um, Mark, so you spent a lot of time in uh, over a decade in in-person ministry. Um, now you're doing digital ministry. Uh, talk about what, I mean, what are the challenges? What are the, I mean, do you have to be uniquely equipped for both things, or, you know, can you make the transition? Uh, you can make the transition. The, the question is, do you want to? Yeah. Uh, it, it's not it's not really can you it's do you want to learn an online culture enough that you're able to engage with it? It's not just like, hey, let's just pop over there and broadcast. That's why I call like most live streams for churches broadcast ministry. It's not online ministry. It's yeah. you're just broadcasting your stuff. Um, one of the things that was a big jump for us is that relationships are very possible online. I mean, I have now close friends and people who've come to faith and people whose lives have been transformed by the power of Jesus through the Holy Spirit. And we've seen the Holy Spirit move where they are while we are where we are. Um, but that takes a lot of intentionality. Um, you don't just bump in to one of the people from your church right. when you're at the supermarket and say, hey, where have you been? We missed you. You have to actually reach out to them, set up meetings with them, have conversations. I just like hung out with one of our our, our team members from uh, Nashville uh, this afternoon, and we just caught up for like 45 minutes. Really? Just came back from kayaking with one of my other team members who's actually local um, and spent some time with him. Because if, you, if you're not intentional about the relationships, it's hard. I would, and I would say this. If there's anyone who's looking to get into online ministry or to branch out and plant maybe an online campus – Practice keeping online relationships. Find somebody that you can meet with, get to know, disciple, invest in online that you'll never meet in person and see if that fits for you. Because for, for a lot of people, to be honest, it, it won't. And that's OK. Um, you know, not everyone needs to start an online church. Right. I mean, I love this pastor. It's a really interesting concept. I knew nothing about it. So just as Lux Digital is out now on the on the Web. Is there a pattern that you're following along? I mean, is there sort of like, you know, the digital Tim Keller guy out there? Or are there just people like, you know, you that are smaller churches and trying to sort of cover things? 
Yeah, no, there's not. Um, and so there is Angela Craig from Pursuit Church Live. She started a, a, a church on Facebook about five years ago and has recently handed that off. And she wrote a book called Online Jesus, which is really good. And she's become a friend. Uh, Matt Souza is 30, just turned 30. Um, he's the lead pastor of God Squad Church, which is a gaming church. And they've been around for about five years, but they were around you know, before anyone was doing this. Um, and then Pastor G.J. Soto of Virtual Reality Church, VR Church. Um, and uh, and he's doing un, uh, just like next level stuff. Like, you think what we're doing is outside the box? Like what, what DJ is doing is just great. It's like no, beyond what we're doing. Um, still very, very cool. So uh, those are kind of guys that we've been working with. Jeff Reed from the Church Digital Podcast has invested a lot in us. But we're really forging the path. There's no one who's doing what we're doing um and no one has done ever what we're doing so there's there's not like a playbook there's no way to measure and say sure. congratulations this is going well right so in in general are you reaching people who are unchurched or are these people who have fallen away or they've been active or is it just a big wide mix sure i i would say the vast majority of people that we're reaching are dechurched. um and so and that's kind of like our target right our target is the average person they may have some experience in the church or youth ministry growing up mm-hmm. they quit going and haven't been back in a decade and so like our second service a friend of mine derek from wisconsin um came to faith and uh you know he had been dabbling in satanism and a couple of other world religions prior to that he was a metalhead and played in a couple of bands the drummer had gone through a tough season in life and came back to faith in one of our services and that's kind of like the people that we're looking at like there a lot of our people were people they've been out of the church for five to ten years millennials gen z and not really ever planning on going back either like they're they have no intention to go back. The church does not understand their culture, their language, or the way they do things. Um, mm-hmm. they, don't, they don't find any sort of a home inside of our physical churches. Got it. Okay, so if there's no home inside of the physical churches, is this a reality we have to accept, that there's no home for people um, in, in brick-and-mortar churches? Or is your church kind of a call to brick-and-mortar churches to make a space? You know, it depends on the leadership of your church, the direction of your church and where you guys are like it, it for for any given church. I think it like for New Life. And, and I know you guys have had Pastor Chris on this show a sure. lot, a lot over the years. Um, New Life is a tremendous church. We weren't in a place where we were ready to make this jump, but this is where God was sending us. And so we're connected to New Life, but we're not a plant of New Life in it. And that might not be the case. Some places may not be even in that place. Some places may be ready to plant online campuses. Um, I think it's a call to say that the church needs to get let get less conventional. Um, we've been planting pretty much the same type of church for 500 years. Mm-hmm. Um, you might even be able to say the same type of structures for 1,700 years. I mean, even if you look at churches 1,700 years ago and what we have today, like there are very strong similarities. Um, and I think the reality is we don't live in a Christian culture anymore, and people aren't mandated to go to your church. Um, if you don't reach people where they are, and for us, gamers are behind their screens. And so if we don't reach them through the screens, they're never coming. And so we had to go to the thing that they're using every single day of their life. Some of them, you know, eight, 10, 12 hours a day. Right. Um, okay, and so, so I think it's a call to the church to get innovative. So there you are on Wednesday night. You're saying your services take place on Wednesday, Sunday morning. I mean, what are you saying? People are up all night long playing games, so they're not available on Sunday morning anyway. So why bother? Yeah, sure. It sort of depends on your culture. For us, I was a gamer. I know what gamers are doing Saturday night. Most gamers are typically working a dead-end job. 
they are exhausted throughout the week. They spend all night Saturday night gaming. If they don't have to go and work Sunday morning, they're certainly not waking up for a church live stream. Right, right, right. Whereas most of them are playing games Wednesday night at 8.30 EST. Um, and we are up on a second monitor. So they're playing on one. We're, they're listening and viewing, but they're also playing something. Typically, they're multitasking, which gives us a chance to engage with them, kind of like where they want to be already. Fabulous. Okay, so talk about your church. People are listening right now. They're watching. They're interested in you. How do they find you guys? Sure. So if you want to just check us out on our website, Lux, L-U-X, digitalchurch.com. There's this misconception that I named the church after myself. Um, my last name is Lutz. The church's name is Lux. Lux is the Latin word for light. Um, my wife named the church based off of Matthew 5. Um, so luxdigitalchurch.com. Um, and you can find links in the top right-hand corner to YouTube. So that's like our catalog of all of our messages. If you want to go and watch some of the preaching and the teaching, um, you know, I think most people think, <laughs> they're worried about something like this because this seems radical. So you would think That's the theology cool. is really radical too. Um, but I came up under Chris Marshall's theology. And so uh, <laughs> my theology is not radical. Um, and so, uh, yeah, so you can check us out there. There's also a link in there to our Twitch page, our discord server, all of the places that you might find us. And if you don't know what any of that means, probably son, grandson, daughter, granddaughter does know um, how to use those things. So cool I love it. That's great. Well, yep. Mark, it's been a real pleasure to meet you. Thanks for being on the show today. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. I really appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, that's you. good news about the Lux Digital Church. You can find it online. That's Mark Lutz, the pastor. Uncle Ryan is going to talk about what in the world a direct lender advantage is. So, wow, I've been doing mortgages now for about 18 years. I started United Faith Mortgage with my father. We have a small team here. And honestly, I really think that's what makes us shine. The advantage of us being a smaller team is really the customer service. It's so important to me to make sure we hold your hand throughout the entire process. The other big deal thing is that we're an arm of a large company who has a really big financial backing and a direct lender advantage. Essentially, what that means is that our company gets to use its own money within its own walls. Um, and that's a really huge advantage for our listeners because typically, as a direct lender, we may be able to offer you a better rate, which over the life of your loan saves you monthly and lifelong money. We. Our United Faith Mortgage. We pay your appraisal fees up to $500. That's out-of-pocket money. United Mortgage Court, Melville, New York. MLS number 1330. Department of Banking. Mortgage Lender License number 22672. If you drive a car, truck, SUV, or vehicle of any kind, you need GetUpside, the free gas app that pays you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. That's right. With the free GetUpside gas app, you can get up to 25 cents a gallon cash back every time you buy gas. Nearly 3 million people have earned cash back with GetUpside just for buying gas. I always use GetUpside. Some months I make $200 to $300. I love getting money back for things I use every day. It's just free money for buying gas. There's no catch. It's simple. And you get your cash back right away. Download the free GetUpside app now in the App Store or Google Play to save up to 25 cents per gallon when you buy gas. Use promo code TAN for a 25 cent per gallon bonus on your first tank. That's up to 50 cents a gallon on your next fill up. You can cash out anytime to PayPal or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands earn cash back on gas on every fill up just download the free get upside app and use promo code tan for a 25 cent per gallon bonus on your first tank that's code tan if you can fix the big stuff you can fix the small stuff for over 100 years q dot has fixed big mechanical systems for the commercial industry from hospitals and factories to churches and schools 
You deserve to be treated fairly when it comes to your home's HVAC system. QDOT can solve any mechanical challenge, big or small. For affordable repairs, replacement, and maintenance, QDOT answers 24-7-365. And your safety is their top priority. Call 412-366-6200 at q-dot.com. Whether it's offering curbside or next-day delivery for online orders on over 160,000 parts or getting involved in their local communities, when it comes to serving you, Napa's Motor never quits. That's Napa know-how. Listen on your smart speaker, the Word FM app at wordfm.com, iHeart, TuneIn, and on radio.com, in the car or at home, too, at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. We'll see a thunderstorm in spots this evening. Otherwise, partly cloudy skies for tonight. It will be humid with a low of 74. Tomorrow, we'll see record-tying heat. It will be humid with clouds and sunshine. Expect a thunderstorm around in the afternoon and a high of 94. Friday, watch for a severe thunderstorm in the afternoon. Otherwise, warm and humid with times of clouds and sun. Expect a high Friday of 88. With the Iraqi weather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. You ever hear this expression, revenge is a dish? Oh, yeah. Best served cold? Yeah. Well, I, I saw this today. It's kind of rough, isn't it? It's very rough. Revenge itself is rough. Mm-hmm. Study finds. Well, apparently this is uh, going against the idiom. Uh, revenge is a dish best served cold in a phrase, is a phrase that's embedded in the English language. But it would seem that most people prefer to strike right away without any plotting. A new study reveals, despite the Hollywood depiction of people savoring sweet revenge, months or years of plotting, a team of researchers from Virginia Commonwealth University says people would rather choose to retaliate straight away. Across six Mm. experiments, 58% of participants preferred to take immediate revenge, even if it meant dealing a lesser blow to the enemy. Yeah, now listen. I would do that. I mean, if I if I was interested in revenge, right which I really strive not to be, but I can't. I don't have enough energy to hold that out over the long haul. That's a good point. Who That's a, who can do that? Because you're eating poison all that time. Right. I mean, I just don't. I and, can't maintain like a grudge thing with anybody i just can't do that's that very, uh, that's very very emotionally healthy i mean the idea of revenge or i'm just emotionally lazy it's just way too much trouble i don't think 1500 volunteers chose to take quick revenge over receiving money researchers theorize the reason could be that most people believe that they need to take revenge immediately to quote teach others a lesson Oh, well, you and I spend enough time on Twitter to see that that's people certainly yeah. have that like instant response where they have to like cut the person. I got you. Right. Yeah. Yep. A quote. Our findings suggest that people prefer a hot and ready form of revenge mm-hmm. instead of a cold, calculated and delayed approach to vengeance. We don't like to delay our interaction with anything. So whether it's gratification for us or revenge for somebody else, let's We're just gonna take it, right? let's get it over with. People. However, the experiment also showed people more often chose to wait if they were angrily dwelling on past wrongs in their lives. When study authors told the participants to think about a past incident, they began to prefer a delayed but greater revenge over an immediate but lesser revenge. Quote, we were able to shift participant preferences toward the delayed but greater choices using various experimental provocations. Provocations. 
revenge is weird. I don't know. I, Have you ever taken revenge on I anybody? I'm thinking about this and thinking I, I really. I don't think I ever. No. I mean, I have certainly lash out. Right. Of course. Right. But uh, like a verbal, like lashing out verbally is not the same as revenge, is it? Well, I guess it kind of is. If if someone hurts your feelings, no, and you you hurt them back, that's kind of that's a kind of revenge. But a revenge is a physical action where you implicitly desire to hurt another person in one form yeah. or another, yeah, 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 psychologically, yeah. physically, yeah. financially. What, uh, old girlfriends. Oh, no, no, no. There was a pause, though. Did you hear that? No, there was no, a pause no, while I considered no, it. no, no. Okay, so no, no old girl. You didn't have, you, didn't you have like relationships that ended badly and you thought? He, well, generally I, they ended badly because I was an idiot. <laughs> I'm just being honest okay. here. I mean, you know, the poor woman. <laughs> no, no. Okay, so there was nobody that you thought, I hope she... No, no. Okay. No. I wish them the best. All right. Because they had to deal with me. <laughs> That's kind of oh, you. Boy. Look at all... Speaking of emotionally healthy, John. Well, you know, you, you. you're involved in enough therapy. You kind of hold up the mirror and go, oh, boy. Yeah, I thought I'm a Am I a train wreck or what? God bless those yeah. people for for the willingness to even engage with me for a, no, a, a little a good, bit of time. Yeah. I'm saying that. Also. I know. I, I'm with you. That's a good point. All right. We're going to need to step away. But right. when we come back, Eugene Park will be back with us from Palo Alto, California got conflict he says family friends at the workplace he's got some ideas for how to handle it it's next it's the wednesday edition mm-hmm. it is wednesday right wednesday. it is the ride home 101.5 word this week on truth for life here's some of alistair begg's most requested messages from the past year will be reminded of the unfailing truth that even when life seems chaotic, God remains great and in control. That's all this week on Truth For Life with Alistair Begg. Tomorrow morning at 6 on 101.5 WORD. In the good old summertime, in the good old summertime. It may sound a little corny, but it really is the good old summertime at the Springhouse in 84. The sun is shining, the cows are out on the pasture, the sweet corn is almost ready, the springhouse produce tables are filled with freshly picked vegetables, and we're up to our elbows in ice cream. And you know what? That all makes the springhouse a very fun place to be. Why not jump in the car right now for a country drive to 84? Come for homemade lunch or supper or just to eat ice cream and enjoy sweet country air. Be sure to take home our famous chocolate milk and baked goods. Don't forget that. We're just four miles east of Washington on Route 136, and it doesn't take long to get to us. Call 228-3339 for more directions to the Springhouse in 84. It's finally time to replace that old leaky roof. Or how about some new siding? You can count on Windows or Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows or Us offers repair and replacement for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, windows, entry doors, even decks. A leaky roof left unfixed can lead to mold and mildew. Maybe you've lost siding during the recent windstorms. Don't put those repairs off. Windows or Us offers 12 months, no interest financing, and no processing fee 
through Dollar Bank. Want new factory direct replacement windows for your home or office? Choose from 100% vinyl, commercial aluminum, wood, and composite. And how would you like to never clean your gutters again? For a limited time, get a free gutter filter with the purchase of complete siding and roof replacement. Offer valid through 831.21. All with 12 months, no interest, no processing fee, and backed by the best warranty in the industry. Schedule your free estimate and inspection today at windowsrspittsburgh.com. That is windowsrspittsburgh.com. At Eden Christian Academy, hope is rising. Hope that is secure in God, that builds faith, and inspires a love that can't be stopped. Eden is where parents find hope in a true educational partner, where students see faith woven into every subject, and where teachers model the love of Christ to every child from pre-K through 12th grade. Schedule a personal tour at any of their three North Hills campuses and witness the hope, faith, and love that Eden can offer your child at EdenChristianAcademy.org. I guess to be alive is to be in conflict with yourself. I think so. With those you love. I don't think we can avoid it. With people you rub shoulders with or you're in traffic with. I mean, it's just never ending. And I believe you share a radio studio with. Hey, stop it. You know, we're actually pretty healthy. Are we we are, yeah, we are. Yeah, <laughs> we, we try hard at it. We do, yeah, yeah. but we're here. But but that's part of it, right? Yeah, is you can't just you know surrender to your most base impulse. <laughs> <laughs> Not what? that you or I would ever be tempted to do such a thing. Well, you know, look at Eugene's like, get out of here. We're stuck in this people. room here together. We're right. creating together daily, so yeah. you know. We better not be too much in deeply conflict because this has become a bad show fast. It sure would be. Okay. Eugene Park is with us. Eugene's a regular guest on our show, associate pastor of True North Church in Palo Alto, California, host of a podcast we love called Off the Pulpit. Eugene, welcome back. Hey, good to see you guys. Hopefully conflict-free on your guys' end. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, we're good. But, you know, none of us are ever conflict-free in life. I mean, it's just whether it's... I mean, there are a lot of significant things that obviously happen in people's families. Um, but there's everything now from the conflict with your next door neighbor to conflicts with work. I was just talking to a guy yesterday who's really like psychologically struggling with going back to work. He really is afraid of going back to work. He's afraid of engaging. He doesn't feel, he feels like he's lost his edge, you know, and his boss is really like breathing down his neck about, Mm. I mean, there's just, it's a lot right now. Yes, and especially on the road because I've been driving a little bit more post COVID, and oh. you feel that uh, tension coming up. It's weird but, out uh, there, isn't it? It does, especially when you're not used to it. But I, I think what to Kathy's point, um, I do think, I mean, even on the political landscape, we've seen conflict almost overflow to dangerous levels in our nation. Yeah. Um, but I do find that actually to be beneficial to a point because I do think for a lot of us, we were isolated to conflict before. We would avoid conflict. We'd be passive aggressive individually, maybe even as a nation too. And there are things that conflict brings about that are damaging. But I think with a holistic gospel view of conflict, we need to see it as an opportunity to do ministry. Um, A a gospel opportunity is often how I tell my congregants of conflict. And and we shouldn't try and avoid it, but to see it as an opportunity God gives us. Okay. So good. Uh, Eugene, it's fair to say that, you know, in life, there are people who would, you know, act as lions, and then there are other people who act as lambs, right? Um, some people just thrive on conflict. Other peoples are repelled by it. They want to run away from it. But like I said, coming in, you can't escape conflict. It's just the nature of being alive. So, you know, in your life, 
Uh, do you have a strategy? Is there some, you know, something you grab onto? You go, whether it's my wife or my kids or my coworkers or my next door neighbor, this is what I think of when I'm faced with conflict. Yeah. I mean, I don't have a, a strategy I perfectly practice because I am human and I'm a sinner uh, every day. But I think the things that I try and do is slow down. Um, I think, uh, uh, to your point, I think one of the things to manage conflict well is to understand who you are. Um, if you are a lion, Maybe it is time for you to just take some steps back when conflict comes. Maybe you rush too headstrong. If you're more lamb-like, maybe it's understanding. Maybe it's an opportunity to kind of press into this awkward, uncomfortable conflict, whether it's with family, coworkers, or the church, or whatever it may be. I think the first step is just understanding who you are and how you deal with conflict. I think the second thing, very naive, it's, it will sound like, but prayer. Um, I, I think conflict can be an opportunity as long as you're having self-control. And I think one thing prayer does is that it kind of slows you down mm -hmm. and allows you to see conflict within a quiet and maybe intimate space with you and just God. And the third thing that I always do is I always share conflict uh, with my close friends, um, with those that I know won't just tell me things that will keep me happy, but that will tell me, hey, uh, you're just being wrong or you're just being crazy. And I found that community is actually a great opportunity to also minister in conflict because it opens you up more to those friends that maybe you haven't before. So I try and follow those three steps. I don't do it every time. My wife can attest to that, but I, I try as, as hard as I can. That's good. Yeah. I think it's hard uh, go, when, when you there's already a conflict happening and you haven't talked about it yet, but you know that you're going to. And so it's just kind of living in your gut, mm. which is terrible. Like in the shower. Exactly. And, you know, these voices are coming in. And then you're having like... Conversations. Yeah, you're having imaginary conversations mm. in your head between you and the other person. At which point, of course, you're always the smartest one. It's a nightmare. And it is. It's really terrible. But that, I think, to me, is the hardest part. Is is when when I'm angry, I'm so certain that I'm right that it's really hard to remind myself that on the other side of this, I might look back and realize that I was wrong. That is very, I, that is very, very hard. That's something I've been trying to think of in the last couple of years is trying to think, okay, now looking back on other conflicts I've had, I can see that I was in the wrong. So maybe in this instance, I am too, and try to get to that space in my head at the time, like even just allowing the possibility. Yeah, no, I, I think that's a really good point. One thing I always do post-conflict is I'm always in the shower thinking, I could have said this. Oh, <laughs> you're right. You're really, trying you know? to like, you know, really, like the edited version. Yeah, yeah, edited version. But, you know, that's a really good point. I, I do think conflict brings about uh, the worst in you at times, which, again, is, I think, an opportunity. And I, I, I think one of the best things that we have lost these days is really getting into a deep self-expression so, for example, I, I think Twitter, I, I always bag on Twitter and I use it a lot, but it's a great um, spotlight of, of how we deal with everything in the world, that it's quick, it's it's limited, and it's whatever is wittiest you want to post. Yeah. And oftentimes what I've found is that's not really deep self-expression. Um, that's just your kind of instincts taking over, just tweeting what you want to get hits. I found that we've lost an art of journaling, per se, per se or, or, or just kind of having a space where you're no likes – no one watching, but expressing your actual feelings. And because we've lost that fact, I think what happens is when you're not able to kind of correctly identify what's going on, you allow your anger, your emotion to latch onto yourself. And you're not allowing a space between what you're feeling 
and who you are made in God's image, if that makes sense. Yeah. So one thing that I've been trying to do recently is something that I did in middle school and high school is journal. Um, it's a weird thing to do to take an actual pencil, physical pencil, and to write. I, I found that my handwriting has gotten even worse due to just keyboards yeah. and whatever it may be. Yeah. But that act of me slowing down and really, okay, why am I angry? What am I feeling today? It allows you to catch yourself and be like, well, can I see what's actually going on and slow down for a moment? That's good. Eugene Park is with us. He's a regular guest on our show, associate pastor of True North Church in Palo Alto, California. And I think, to me, that's key, Eugene, right? Slowing down and seeing what's going on yeah. instead of, I mean, I remember somebody said to me years ago, John, you go from A to Z like in a heartbeat. And I think that's indicative of a lot of people. You know, like, you, I'm waiting. I'm, I've got everything ready and boom doesn't serve anybody and at the end it just you know blows up the room and then you got to sort of backtrack to yourself and try to make things right work no i i think you're spot on again i i think one thing it's this is actually part of a message i'm praying this sunday but i think we live in a society that forces you to be linear so meaning like you yes. said point a to point yep. b let's get there as quick as yep. possible when that happens when conflict kind of drops into that line you don't see it as an opportunity. You see it as a, 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 you know, something to go around, something to kind of go over as, as quickly as you can. And I think biblically, when you look at, especially in the Old Testament, how they describe life to be, life is not linear on this earth. Um, as much as we want it to be, it's more cyclical than, than we uh, let it be, meaning that there's cycles of, of sin, of habits, of just things, even the seasons. They're not linear. It's almost a circular motion. And I think what we need to understand as Christians is, this Western idea of living a linear life also kind of allows us not to see conflicts as opportunities, but just roadblocks to go over as smooth or as quickly as possible. Let's mm -hmm. reconcile quickly. Yeah. Let's forgive and forget quickly and just move on and leave it in our past rear view mirror. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's where being a part of a church community for the long haul, you can't it's not going to happen quickly because you're going to have to stay with those people, right? So if you're going to live like a transient, like church life and you're going to, I'll be at that church for, you know, six months and maybe I won't go to church for a while and then I'll show up at another church for three. That is a whole different animal than committing to a family and being with it for a decade or more than a decade because they see all the worst parts of you. You see all the worst parts of them. It's just, and so a little conflict might carry over a long time, but there also might be much more opportunity for there grace. to be growth and grace and forgiveness, right? That you wouldn't get if you just took off. No, I, again, spot on. I, I think the, one of the hallmarks of a deep, intimate, and gospel-centered community is conflict. If you've never experienced yeah. conflict in your church community, something is wrong with you <laughs> because they're not perfect and you are obviously not perfect. So you're hiding something perhaps, right? So one thing that I always think about in the epistles is Apostle Paul is filling the instructions to the church, not with just what to believe, but with the one another commands, forgive one another, bear one another's burdens. And I think what Paul understood is inspired by God, obviously, is that, again, conflict is a one of the deepest opportunities to grow individually and communally. Because think about this, when can you actually practice the gospel without conflict? How can you forgive mm -hmm. as Jesus forgave us unless you are in conflict? And this is the thing, we're right. always in conflict. Right. It's just a matter of how well you're hiding it or not. Right. That's really good. Right, right, right. So I see myself, right, whether I'm in traffic and I'm trying to muscle my way through or I'm speaking to my wife or my kids, for me... 
again, I'm going to be that lion. The key for me to, to avoid conflict or try to make amends is to humble myself. Mm-hmm. And it's so difficult, I think, for a lot of people. And in the moment, it's especially difficult. Humble myself, right? Slow down, think about this, humble myself to get to the heart of the matter because who wants to live in conflict on a regular basis? Just too difficult. It's too much for me. No, I, I totally agree. Yeah. All right, Eugene. Um, terrific to talk to you. One last question. Um, sometimes it's good to avoid it. Like we don't have to like go full on and charge into every conflict and say, you know what, we need to talk. Right. <laughs> yeah or no? I don't like. That. No, I, I I totally agree. Again, I, I good point. I, I think you don't want to be the guy that has that type of conversation with everyone with in everybody. church where they. Yeah, you know, when pastors see your message, they're like, oh, I, I don't want to show up to, to coffee with this person. Um, so, I, again, I think that takes a lot of humility, um, as you mentioned, but also just uh, self-awareness of who you are. You know, some of us thrive off conflict, and that is not healthy <laughs> because you're using conflict to feed your own ego or, or your own anger issues. And, again, I think it comes down to understanding how God created you to be. If you are aligned, maybe it's a time to step back. If you're more of a lamb and, and kind of passive, maybe it is time for you to step a little bit into the conflicts in your life as well. I'm into that. Eugene, before you leave us, talk to us about Off the Pulpit. I find it very interesting and extremely well done. Yeah, uh, we have a small podcast, two of my other Asian-American, actually Korean-American pastors uh, all across California. I'm in the Bay Area. One's in Los Angeles. One's in the Orange County. And we just discuss about things we can't discuss on the pulpit or we get in trouble. Uh, so we, we have a little podcast to do that, too. So one of the things that we talked about is leadership in the church. Um, this most recent episode that's a little bit inspired by the rise and fall of Mars Hill, uh, the podcast that everyone's been talking about that Mike Cosper's produced. So, yeah, if you uh, want to listen, uh, just three Asian American pastors talking about random stuff from NBA to, to leadership issues, uh, we'd love a, a follower subscription. That's cool. That's Very well done. John and I are looking for a place where we wouldn't get in trouble. <laughs> if you find yeah, that, po- podcasts are great. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you find that place, let us know, Eugene. Thanks, Eugene. Always good to have you <laughs> yeah, with us. Good to see you guys. Eugene Park, uh, do yourself a favor uh, wherever you find your podcast, Off the Pulpit. A story of God's blessing from the International Fellowship of Christians and Jews. Katerina, a Holocaust survivor. Katerina was one of many children when she was younger, and she remembers her mother and her father, all the good times that they had with the synagogue and Jewish life, and she'll never forget the day the Nazis came in. I am blessed to thank the American people again, because you brought me food today, and you saved me from hunger. She said, Americans are here to save me once again. This is from Christians in America. We're going to be here with you. A gift of $25 to the fellowship helps provide one survival food box for a poor elderly Jew. Call 800-489-8585. 800-489-8585. That's 800-489-8585. Or give online at helpjewishpeople.org. That's helpjewishpeople.org. Towels just don't seem to dry you anymore. They feel soft and luxurious at the store, but then you get them home and they don't absorb. Well, Mike Lindell at MyPillow found out that about 2006, towels changed forever. They started importing them and they added softeners and other things to the cotton that made them feel really good, but they didn't work. 
He found the best towel company right here in the USA. They have proprietary technology to create towels that feel soft but actually work. They're all made with USA cotton, and they come with a MyPillow 60-day money-back guarantee. A six-piece set, two bath, two hand towels, and two washcloths made with USA cotton, regularly $109.99, now just $39.99. Just go to MyPillow.com, click on the new radio listener specials, get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the towels. Enter promo code WORD or call 800-391-0954. But right now, MyPillow.com, promo code is WORD. The United States has killed Osama bin Laden. Hours after that announcement, the White House leaked that it was SEAL Team 6 that carried out the operation. Al-Qaeda placed bounties on the heads of all Navy SEALs. Then just three months later, a U.S. Army helicopter carrying many from SEAL Team 6 and others. Anybody out there? We have a fallen angel. A fallen angel. Roger. Fallen angel. Extortion 1-7. The story most Americans don't know. Watch exclusively at SalemNow.com. Liberty Mutual Insurance Company presents... And Doug. Check it out, Lemu. A roadside carnival. Step right up, folks. Test your strength. Come see the fire-breathing baby. (laughs) Let's fan out and tell people that Liberty Mutual customizes your car insurance so you only pay for what you need. Look! An emu wearing sunglasses! Lemu, you're famous. Only pay for what you need. Liberty, 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 Liberty. Well, the uh, producers of Jeopardy announced that there will be not one, but two regular hosts filling okay. Alex Trebek's shoes. Okay, I don't know the story. Is it LeVar Burton? It is not. <sighs> no. Reading Rainbow. Is it Aaron Rodgers? Nope. Not, no, that's not true. Is it um, that girl from The Big Bang Theory? It is. Is it? She is, yes. Uh, her name, let me see, her name, I, I don't know The Big I, Bang I've Theory. I've never, have you watched that show? I have. Yeah. Um, but which character? Mayim Bialik. Oh, yeah. So she's like a real-life doctor. Yeah. She's a neuroscientist yeah. Yeah. in yeah. real life, which she played that on The Big Bang Theory yeah. as well, right? So apparently uh, the executive producer of the show, a, a guy by the name of Mike Richards, who has been a regular behind-the-scenes part of the show for a long time, he will be on primetime. Now, well, now, wait a minute. Is he one of the people that we that we were previewing? Over yes. The, oh, he is. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, he was. Uh, he was. I think first out of the shoot last March. Okay, and um, uh, the, uh, the 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 actress. I'm sorry. Ma- is-, is her name Mayim? I think that's what it is. I think it's Mayim. Uh, Mayim ba- Bilik. She is going to uh, do primetime specials, and there's going to be a spinoff as well, which she'll be in charge of. A new college championship set to air next year. Okay, it oh. just seems like we had like a lot. Listen to me. Like I sound like I'm proprietary. Meanwhile, I have we, not. We did. I have not watched Jeopardy in about like twenty years. Yeah, uh, Anderson Cooper, Katie Couric, Lavar Burton, right. Ken Jennings. Ken Jennings is also going to be part of the. Uh, oh, good. He's the behind big the scenes as well. Yeah, who's very likable. But could you imagine twenty million people a week watch Jeopardy? Twenty That's million. Gigantic. It, it gives really you some is. hope for humanity. Yeah. The people that you. And again, in. I think I said this last week when we were talking about it on the air. If I didn't, I was thinking it in my head. Okay. You know, you get to a point where you're like, you th- did, did I say I that say out loud? Or did I was just I said it to that. somebody else. Sure. 
Anyway, I thought as I was I, I was uh, getting ready to watch the Olympics last week, mm-hmm. and so Jeopardy was on right before the Olympics was started at eight o'clock. And I watched it for a couple of minutes, and I thought, I it's so gratifying that there are that many brilliant people who yeah. could play this game because I could never do that. Right? No, we talked about oh, it we last did. week. I, I remember that because you said that you felt like there was a point in your life where you I could stay with the, with yeah. the crowd. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we talked about it because somebody set a record for the all-time loss. Oh, it was right. Like yeah. minus seven thousand five hundred dollars. Right. right. I could do that. Oh, that'd be horrible. It wouldn't that be terrible? What? Because here's the thing: if you get me in like a category I'm strong in, no problem. But you know, you could show up at the show and you've oh. got nothing. You have no idea. Nothing. Yeah. So then you got you know you're 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 all of a sudden like the historic low. But would, the person who was the all-time loser. They had enough chutzpah to think, I've got the answer, but then be wrong repeatedly. Again, yeah, again. I, That's the problem, right? Mm-hmm. It'd be better just to be quiet and just like let the game go by. But they thought they'd give it a shot. Just kind of shrink into yeah. the corner. And just hope it's going to be over quickly. Right. Anyway, I look forward to the new Jeopardy, and I'll sit there in silence because... That what do you have passed. to offer? I mean, none of us no, really. Much. Okay, let us take a quick break. Come back. Uh, the 4 o'clock hour behind us, the 5 o'clock hour leaning ahead. It's the ride home. Pittsburgh's Christian Talk here on Word FM. Ask Alexa to play the word Pittsburgh to hear us there. We're on your Google speaker, too. Plus iHeart, TuneIn, and on Radio.com. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. Congress pushes forward on infrastructure after the Senate passes the bipartisan package. With the Senate having passed the bipartisan $1 trillion infrastructure plan, work now focuses on the broader $3.5 trillion package that's likely to get votes only from Democrats. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer. We want to cut taxes for American families. We want to create millions of jobs while tackling the climate crisis. And we want to pay for it by making corporations and the wealthy finally pay their fair share. But Republican Senator Lindsey Graham warns of sticker shock. This will cost well over $4 trillion if fully implemented. Mike Gracia, Washington. Tropical storm Fred swirling toward the Dominican Republic and Haiti. The forecast track would bring it near Florida by the weekend. On Wall Street, the Dow was up 192 points. The Nasdaq, 34 points lower. This is SRN News. Thursday, August 12th at 7 p.m. Eastern, be a part of Food for the Poor's virtual We Are One concert. This will be an evening filled with hope, unity, and celebration as we come together to experience the power of generosity to transform the world for those in need. Register today at foodforthepoor.org forward slash O-N-E to be a part of our silent auction filled with fantastic items including incredible trips to national and international destinations. That's foodforthepoor.org forward slash one. Looking for the perfect way to save cash every month without changing your lifestyle? Cash Call Mortgage has rates and APRs in the low twos on their 15- and 10-year products. That's right, rates and APRs in the low twos, and that can save you hundreds of dollars every month. How much cash would you save if your mortgage rate was in the low twos? It's easy to find out. Just call Cash Call Mortgage today. Their quotes are always free. 
Do you have a vacation home or investment property you want to refinance? Cash Call Mortgage has competitive conventional rates for those properties, too. They pay title, escrow, and appraisal fees. Start saving cash without changing your lifestyle. For a free quote and to see if you qualify, go to CashCallMortgage.com or call now. Call 800-931-6651. That's 800-931-6651. 800-931-6651. Cash Call Mortgage is a DBA of Impact Mortgage Corp. NMLS ID 1282-31. Not all applicants will qualify. Equal housing lender not licensed in all states, including New York. Call 855-657-9910 for licensing terms and restrictions or visit us at cashcallmortgage.com. McQueen Building Company. It's about our people, but it's what others say about us that we really want you to hear. It was a pleasure working with McQueen. Everything we agreed on in the contract was done and done to my satisfaction. I'll certainly have them for any future projects and have recommended them to friends. Jeff works hard, is committed to success, and willing to go above and beyond in his zeal for the best outcome. I highly recommend Jeff, his work ethic, and his commitment to excellence. McQueen Building Company. See our work for yourself at McQueenBuildingCompany.com. Hi, my name is Ryan Bourne. And I'm Danica Bourne. And And we're we're the the owners owners of South Coast Coast Tax. We would like to thank our Lord for protecting us from evil. Psalm 91 states, He is my refuge and my fortress, for He will rescue us from every trap and protect us from deadly disease. South Coast Tax are Christian-based tax accountants and attorneys who specialize in releasing bank levies, wage garnishments, and filing complex tax returns. We are the leaders in acceptance of offers and compromise with awesome results. We are also a small firm who will treat you like family and not just a number. Call us today at 1-800-TAX-1176 for a free consultation, and we'll take the time to explain all the programs that you qualify for in order to allow you a fresh start. In John 836, so if the sun sets you free, you will be free indeed, and one way we can achieve that is by being debt-free. So let us help you today. Call us at 1-800-TAX-1176, and together we can help achieve this goal by putting the IRS tax debt behind you for good. Again, that number is 1-800-TAX-1176. We'll see a thunderstorm in spots this evening, otherwise partly cloudy skies for tonight. It will be humid with a low of 74. Tomorrow we'll see record-tying heat. It will be humid with clouds and sunshine. Expect a thunderstorm around in the afternoon and a high of 94. Friday, watch for a severe thunderstorm in the afternoon, otherwise warm and humid with times of clouds and sun. Expect a high Friday of 88. With the Iraqi weather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Portions of the following program are pre-recorded. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. We have um, 20-something kids, right? I've got a... I've got a <laughs> no, not age-wise. <laughs> not number of them. <laughs> I mean, between us, we have 20 kids. That's really what I meant to say. No, no. I have a 23-year-old and a 21-year-old. And I have a 23-year-old and a 19-year-old. Yeah. Okay. So as my kids became of legal age to drink, both of them were kind of like, meh, which to be honest, I was grateful for, considering my track record with alcohol in the past. However... There's been times where they've gone out with their friends, you know, as a group, and everyone is drinking. My kids come home and they go, you know, I drank that and I just don't like the taste of that. Or, well, now you think with the advent of, you know, um, the hard lemonade. Right. And, you know, the spritzers. Listen, I was at the beach last week. 
There was an ad. There was a, a plane that would go by advertising yeah. hard seltzer. Right. At like every hour I was there. Yeah. So the alcohol companies, whether they're, you know, the large ones or the small, they're pushing this mm -hmm. alternative. Now I see the Pepsi company, PepsiCo, and the Boston Beer Company are about to create an alcoholic Mountain Dew. Now, see? Yeah, Christy, Christy likes the sound of that. I'll try it. She's, yeah, Christy likes the sound of that. That makes me gag. My kids love Mountain Dew. Now, they probably will try the alcoholic Mountain Dew. Okay, see, That's, okay, I, yeah. I bet that'll be a big hit. Yeah, I guess it'll be. I bet that'll be a big hit. But I, yeah, I abused Mountain Dew when I was an undergraduate. Mm-hmm. Because it has a ton of caffeine. Exactly. Yeah. Right? You're going to work hard. You're so, going to stay yeah, up. Yeah. By the time I got my diploma, I thought this is time for me to part ways with this beverage. I just don't I – mean, I get it because they're just trying to hook kids, young kids, into drinking. And I sound like an old fuddy-duddy. Right. Back in my day, you had to really work hard to get drunk. I don't know. Well, yeah. I mean, I guess you're probably – I mean – I guess that's the cynical approach. That well, it's not trying. cynical. Well, okay. You're making I, soda, Right. Alcohol infused. Yeah, but uh, the alcohol. I mean, you didn't. Did you say that about lemonade when they came up with hard lemonade? Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> Same thing, right? Hard lemonade, but yeah, if yeah, it, yeah. I just, I, I, I want to say I don't get it, but I do get it. But I just think, what the heck? Yeah. Okay. So, so do you drink soda anymore? You've cut down on it. I have. Well, right now I'm drinking a diet soda. Sometimes I get the taste for it. I do. I just, Diets. I want a soda and I don't want to drink, you know, all the calories. I don't want to drink the calories. Right. So I don't mind a diet soda. A it's diet, horrible. No, it's not that bad. Okay. After, after I told you it was horrible, this is what, this is what I got sucked into over vacation. And I'm, I, you know, I try to have one soda a week. That's my big splurge on Sunday. <laughs> I know. I live a very dull life. That's wild. Anyway, um, Arnold Palmer, half and half. I love it. I love it too. Yeah, I love it so much that there's a problem. I think that you know because it's it's they it has a high fructose corn syrup in mm -hmm. it, but it also has sorbitol in it, which is which is like an artificial sweetener. That's know. why it's light. That's why it's called half. Oh, I see. Right. Okay, yeah. So I I actually crave it. I think there's a chemical thing mm -hmm. that happens. Mm -hmm. Something has linked me with this beverage <laughs> and now i find it hard An to addictive eat. quality isn't it good yes it is which now what what are you drinking uh the the arnold palmer the half and half um the lemon who, who makes that arnold palmer i mean i don't know uh, does it come in the large container yeah yeah or, yeah. or the or the other thing it also comes in cents. a can yeah yeah or, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah i would drink that like water yeah, if i, I think could that's coke that no makes I, that. i'm not sure but anyway, I get I get your point. Yeah, but so have you ever experienced that with diet soda? Is that you have like a craving for it? Is that like a chemical thing? No. After I drink it, there's a sickness to it. Like 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 right now, my mouth. I've it kinda, feels gross. Yeah. Like I want to run and brush my teeth. Okay, I don't sense. I don't have that after I do the Arnold Palmer. Do you? Uh no. Okay. But I and Christy, you've never had that Arnold Palmer. Oh no, I've had that. Okay. Oh, yeah. Do you like it? Yeah. Okay, you don't like it that much. What's then? your Not that much. Okay. What's your favorite soft drink? So I don't I don't drink a ton, but maybe a Pepsi. Okay, maybe. Okay. And, then no, and never diet. No, never. That has that like aspartame. Yes, that right. right. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, bad yeah. for you. That's, well, I'm sure sor sorbitol is not very yeah, good yeah. for you either. Right. What's your drink of choice? I drink water. Oh, okay, good. Listen to her. Sparkling water. Oh. I drink water. No, I'm no. bougie. Oh, she, hey, she's broke though. She said she's drinking Lacroix. She's That's not right. doing like the high end. Right. It's not like she's going. I'm not drinking Perrier over here. <laughs> right. You know. You know what I. You know what I had over vacation. Mm. 
Uh, my nephew is a chef, and uh, he said, hey, I want you to try something because he knows I like sparkling water. Uh, Los Topos. Have you ever heard of Los Topos? No. no. It's, uh, it's a Mexican sparkling water. And he said, he said, he said, try it and tell me what you think. And the first thing I thought of was that it was fabulous. But the second thing, this is really weird, but the bubbles in it are like super small. So it, it feels like tingly delightful. Really? Yes. Like pop rocks. It is a little, it it was, and he loves it too. Hmm. It's, he said, he said it's expensive and I was very grateful to receive it as a gift as his guest. Nice. How about the the limonetta? You ever do that? Oh the oh the San Pellegrino. Oh man, is that is that incredibly good? So good. Oh, you ever have that? No. Oh, oh it's good. It's it's really good. It's a lot of calories. It is a lot of calories, yeah, but but uh, not as many as soda. No, you're right. Maybe half of a regular Coke somewhere in that ballpark, or two thirds, maybe. Boys it, it is really good. Anyway, okay, we need to uh, take a break. But when we return from the break, uh, don't blame your lack of self-control on what she's wearing. Our guest is Tyler Huckabee. He's Relevant Senior Editor. So we're going to talk about, you know, this conversation people are having about is it guys that can't control themselves or is it women that dress too provocatively? That's or is nice. it the Mountain Dew? <laughs> Just saying. What about those little bubbles? W-O-R-D. Moms are the most influential people on the planet. For years, you've trusted Focus on the Family. Now you have the chance to experience it in person. Enter the Focus on the Family VIP experience. We'll fly you and three others to Focus on the Family headquarters, where you'll stay at Great Wolf Lodge in Colorado Springs and sit in on an actual Focus on the Family program. Enter once per day and complete bonus tasks to increase your chances of winning. The Focus on the Family VIP experience. Register to win at wordfm.com slash focus trip to europe visit all 30 major league baseball stadiums go skydiving okay so you know what you want to do in retirement but do you know how to get there tune into your retirement blueprint with kurt kenotic and ethan lane of accurate solutions group saturdays at 10 a.m to get answers to your retirement planning questions plan today so you can do the things you've always dreamt about doing in retirement Listen every Saturday morning at 10 to Your Retirement Blueprint with Accurate Solutions Group. Investment advisory services offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC. Angie's List is now Angie. Summer is the perfect time to book your next home project. From lawn care to a new patio, Angie makes it simple to connect with pros who can get the job done right. See reviews, upfront pricing, and instantly book hundreds of projects. Plus, when you book and pay through Angie, we'll cover your project up to the full purchase price, plus limited damage protection with our happiness guarantee. Check out Angie.com, and for more on the happiness guarantee, go to Angie.com forward slash happiness hyphen guarantee dot htm. One listener that stands out that I worked with recently was this older couple that was interested in refinancing. They reached out to a few different lenders. And, you know, their credit wasn't the best. I know some of these other bigger banks, you just won't hear back from them, which I cannot stand. Not everybody has the 780 credit scores and never had any hardships in their life. Just because you don't qualify at one time doesn't mean that you'll never qualify. I'll walk you through what you have to do to do this refinance, whether it's two, three, six months from now. Back to that older couple, we worked with them for months and months to improve their credit. And we were able to get the loan done. We were saving them hundreds each month, thousands of dollars a year. Finally got themselves into a situation financially that they can handle and they could start saving money each month for retirement. At the end of the day, they just could not be happier, which just put a huge smile on my face. We. 
Our United Faith Mortgage. United Mortgage Court, Melville, New York. MLS number 1330. Department of Banking. Mortgage Lender License number 22672. Are you ready for a life-fulfilling getaway? Where you can join renowned Bible teachers, best-selling authors, and award-winning worship artists in breathtaking locations? Sail the Sea of Galilee, gaze at the majesty of towering Alaska glaciers, or bask in the warmth of the Caribbean sun. Christian travel is the best way to see God's creation, and Inspiration Cruises and Tours will provide unforgettable moments just for you. For more information, visit inspirationcruises.com or call 800-247-1899. Kath and I have been producing this show for about 15 years, and and to be honest, there are many times I I think to myself, it would be so much easier for me if Kath would just wear a poncho. (laughs) I mean... Just wear an afghan, I mean, something. For crying out loud. I mean, what the heck? Show some modesty in the Word FM studio. <laughs> right. Tyler Huckabee is with us. Tyler is Relevant Magazine's senior editor, and he's written a piece at Relevant called Don't Blame Your Lack of Self-Control on What She's Wearing, which is an extension in many ways this modesty conversation yep. that's been going on now for a month or so. Tyler, welcome to the show. Hey, it's great to be here. Thanks, guys. Yeah, so Tyler, this is something that's uh, circling all around social media now. People who are inside Christian ministries, Christian organizations, churches, or just the subculture in general are talking about. So what do we mean by modesty? Um, and why is it that the women seem to pay the price for the fact that men can't mm-hmm. control themselves? Uh-huh. Yeah, and it does seem like this is a conversation that, I don't know, I'm 36 years old, and I'd say I hear about once a year, especially in the summer months when it starts getting warm again, this conversation seems to start creeping back up, and there have been a few reasons for it uh, this particular time. And usually I kind of stay out of it because, you know, I'm a guy, and it feels not really my place to weigh in. Exactly, but, yeah. but it seemed like sometime this time there, was, there were a few things this time that I specifically wanted to address to kind of my fellow guys who tend who wade into this conversation with some thoughts that I hopefully, hopefully might be sort of helpful and at least uh, steer the conversation in a helpful direction instead of in an unhelpful one. Yeah, well, I think it is a helpful conversation just as a reminder. Hey, guys. So, you know, uh, the Matthew West song, uh, the, 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 yeah, that came up and that was a whole other story. But, you know, now on the heels of the Olympics. Okay, okay so wait, so, so explain the Modest is Hottest story for people who don't know. Tyler, you, you do that. You describe that. <laughs> okay, so yeah. Matthew West is a singer-songwriter in the contemporary Christian music industry. And, and, and he seems like a very nice guy. And I'm yeah. not saying that either to, to besmirch his, you know, I don't know right. him, but, but I'm sure he's very friendly. And he, he created this music video called Modest is Hottest. It was sort of a jokey, tongue-in-cheek ode to how he wishes that his daughters would dress more modestly in his right. language or, or wear more clothes. And, and kind of a family thing, yeah, right? I mean, his was, wife and kids yeah. are in it. And I want to give him the video. Yeah, yeah. I want to give him the benefit of the doubt, Tyler, like you are. I think he had good intentions in doing it. Of course it. he did. Yeah. It was fun. It was jokey, yeah. and his family appeared in the video. It didn't become jokey about five minutes right. after he released it. It tripped, it tripped a lot of wires. It, it hit a lot of people, understandably so, in some very sense, in ways that he did not intend, and touched some really live wires and, and some live nerves. And he, I think to his credit, ended up pulling the song and, yeah. and sort of apologizing for it, which is not the, necessarily something that people do a lot of on the Internet. So I, I you know, tip of the cap to him for recognizing that this conversation was going in a way he didn't intend. But yeah. it did kick off this whole new, uh, another round of the modesty debate, particularly on Christian areas of social media. Yeah. 
Okay, so you were talking about the Olympics, John. Okay, so look at the Olympics now, right? I beach mean, volleyball? Beach uh, volleyball. Yeah. Women are wearing these super skimpy little bottoms. The guys are wearing gym shorts. Right, exactly. Women's gymnastics. You know, finally, the women... It was the Polish team who finally said, you know what? What is wrong with you people? Right, okay. And so look, look uh, at women's gymnastics. The German team, are now they're wearing, you know, tights. Mm-hmm. I got no problem with that. There is some sort of a sexuality overtone to women in the Olympics. I don't think that's. I don't think you can deny that. Yeah. No, well, I absolutely don't deny that, and I think it's important. I think it's really cool that the Norway team had the wherewithal to stand up for themselves, and that their you know their team backed them up on that. I. Uh, that was the Norway so team. That... Wait, I gave credit to the Polish team. That's right. I'm always so, I'm always looking Norway, to give yeah. my countrymen a, a hands up. All those, you know, one of those European countries over there. And <laughs> I, I, I believe I believe it was the Norway team. Uh, up and that's I think that's really cool and that that's yeah. really important. Yeah. The the article that I wrote is sort of separate from the issue of of uh, women having the the right and being empowered to make the decisions about what they dress like and what they want to wear when they compete in the Olympics. And I really wanted to focus on what men's responsibility was. Uh, and I don't think that men's responsibility in this case is uh, is trying to enforce some sort of dress code that's perfectly attuned to their own thoughts and desires for every woman in their life and certainly every woman who comes into their, you know, line of sight throughout the rest of their lives. Right. And so, Tyler, you talk about Matthew 5, right? I mean, if, if your right eye causes you to stumble, gouge it out. It's not the res- woman's responsibility. You don't gouge the woman's eye out. The guys take responsibility for your own eyeballs. Yeah, yeah. And that's what I, I think that there is so much room here for men to use any sort of dangerous thoughts they think they're having or any dark impulses in their brains to see that not as a problem for the women in their lives and not as another opportunity for them to sort of uh, try to spread more control around that they don't really have in their lives and instead try to ask themselves, okay, what does this say about me? What does it say about my heart? What does it say about the way that I view women in general? And how can I check that, uh, make sure that my heart is right? And if you solve that inner problem, that root problem, of the way you're thinking about women or about sexuality in general, then that I think will solve a lot of the symptoms, the outer manifestation of those issues, which have to do with things like uh, objectifying impulses or, or viewing women as sex objects because of what they're wearing. Right. We're talking with Tyler Huckabee. He is a senior editor at Relevant Magazine. He wrote a piece, Don't Blame Your Lack of Self-Control on What She's Wearing. And, and, and Tyler, you know, I'm sure... People who are not believers and are not part of, you know, a, a Christian subculture listening to this conversation might think, oh, how quaint that they're talking about this. Because or they think <laughs> they are so tight. Like, what they, is Well, that? but the fact of the matter is, you know, we saw this, that, you know, three of the top ten Internet sites in the world are porn sites. And, you know, yeah. those are billions of clicks every day. So, the you know, the yeah. country itself, the world itself is awash in lust and pornography. And we're talking about covering up modestly and guys taking control of their own eyeballs yeah yeah and i think that there is room for overlap here whether or not you come at this conversation from a christian worldview i think we can all agree that treating women with respect and then treating women with respect is important that that men uh humanizing the women in their life even more is important and i think one way to do that when you're a man is to take control of that thought life and that's something that uh that transcends just the biblical worldview we all want more of that what I'm suggesting in here is that that doesn't start with, for men, that doesn't start with telling women how to dress. It starts with how you perceive the women in your life and how much you treat them like human and as people who are worthy of respect intellectually, socially, relationally, and certainly physically as well. Yeah. 
Tyler, I think one of the things, yeah, I've been a woman for a long time. <laughs> and, uh, Congratulations. Thank you. And I've, I, have two, I have two daughters. And so we have talked about this at least, you know, 5,000 times. Modesty and drugs. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It's just, it comes up all the time. And one of the things that I think is just really important that, we, that my husband and I have both told our girls is we want you to dress modestly, not because of what it's going to do to a guy who you're around, but because you're a child of God and you are... Uh-huh. You are loved and you are valued and you should look like you're loved and valued. Um, and so it's not about your relationship with men. It's about your relationship with God. And it doesn't mean that you have to be covered from head to toe. It just means that you, again, how you carry yourself is about the fact that you are a child of a king. But wait, now you're not saying that Cardi B is less a child of God than anybody else. No, no. Thank you. I, no, that's not what I meant. But I'm saying that when you make your own clothing choices, knowing that that's in your head then you can it it becomes it's a matter of dignity i think at least that's what i was trying to teach my girls it's a matter of dignity for you and you make your own choices you're an individual you can decide how much is too much or whatever but it's it's because of your own dignity it's not because you're trying to fit some man's or some or some man's perspective on what's good for you because that's not for him that's not for him to decide um right so i so i think if men understood that that's how this i this modesty culture makes women feel i i don't know maybe i'm i'm being too uh kind and generous about it but i feel like men would get it if it was just explained a little more tyler what do you say I think that's probably true, and and I want to stress here: I'm not, a, I don't have kids, so those conversations aren't ones that I've that I've had to have. Uh, but I think that what I love about that approach and that conversation is what you're doing is you're starting with you are a person of infinite value to God, and that's and when you start with that as the root and the motivating force of the conversation, then that's then you're, that's you're not going to go too far wrong. You know that that's a great place to start a conversation. It's hard to see how that could get really off track. And too often, where these conversations starts is the the implied message is your body is dangerous. The men around you are dangerous. Put those two things together, and you're just going to be trouble. Better to try to to satiate or or, or solve all the problems in these guys' lives, and, and that's just not uh, that's a very self defeating thing to teach women. It's a self defeating thing to teach men too, because they're taught that there's really no victory here. They're always going to be a slave to their worst impulses, and I just don't think that's true. Right. I mean, look, uh, I talk about this a lot. I, I'm I've got five sisters, and so a guy would come up to you know date my sister. He met my dad first, and my dad always you know, said, hey, you're with my daughter. You're also with me. And there was kind of like a fear factor in there in some ways, mm-hmm. you know, and I think there's a respect built sure. into that yeah, fear yeah. that they sort of go hand in hand because, you know, it is somebody's daughter. Right. So you look at that and you kind of go, oh, I'm going to step up and be a gentleman here. Yeah. 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 And I, I've, I remember those. <laughs> I don't miss those conversations that I had before <laughs> I was married with uh, with the fathers of the girls I was dating. But I did have them. And it was and it was it was always for the better. Yeah. And you know what? I, again, with with every issue right now, it seems like we're being asked to be on one side or another. And that's, yeah, that's, that's really frustrating. And this issue is one of 
a jillion I could name right now that are nuanced, right? And it requires a good mm-hmm. conversation between men and women. It doesn't require people being on social media spouting off and saying, this is my viewpoint, and if you don't agree with it, then you know, you're wrong. Right. It, because there is an element of recognizing that we are brothers and sisters together, and our goal as Christians is to care for one another, right? To be kind and merciful and just with each other. And so that mean, that might mean that a woman changes her outfit because of a, a, because of a particular guy. I, I'm not saying that should be prescriptive. I'm just saying that maybe that could happen every once in a while. I don't think it has to be, well, I don't give a crap about guys or the other extreme where I'm modeling my whole outfit based on a guy. I think there, mm-hmm. there can be something in the middle. There is nuance, yeah. I mean, Tyler, so, yeah, you know, you're, you're married, and I'm, I'm sure you're, yeah. you and your wife have this conversation, right? I mean, she, you know, she's wearing what she wants to wear, but when you step out, you're looking good, but there's at the same time, you know, there's a, an element of modesty to this. That's all. Yeah, I think so. And I think that that's not a, a – I think that the what's been helpful for me in, in my life, and I, I really credit this to my father and with my parents-in-law, is that there is – that she has a lot of respect for herself. Mm-hmm. And that, that is a neat – you know, and that, so that conversation was sort of handled well before I came into the picture. And so I would say that's where, although I don't have kids, I have seen the value in that sort of parenting that teaches a lot of respect for yourself, a lot of respect for your own body. And I'm a product of that kind of parenting too, like, like knowing that I, that, that I do have control over my thought life and, and how I treat the one in my life, the women in my life. And that has been, that has paid off enormous dividends in this particular area. Right. Sure. And so the, the bottom line is if you were not raised this way, or if you did not have this conversation with people that you respected or were mentoring you or whatnot, then it doesn't enter into your head because society culture is just so over deeply over sexualized. It is. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's true. And it, it is hard, you know, if you aren't raised this way. And I think to some extent, we're all a little bit of a, pro- a product of a, of a culture that has a lot of negative ideas, bad ideas, toxic ideas about sexuality about women and that's going to take some work on all of our parts some some rededication of those parts of us that have been subjected to those things to god and to a biblical worldview but it is doable and if you're willing to put in the time and effort and discipline to realign realign your heart and your mind and your eyes to jesus christ then uh then what you're going to get out of it on the other end is just so rich and so rewarding your relationship are so much better and more fruitful because you're not worried about this potential time bomb in you in the sure. same way that you yeah. are if you go and do these things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's not fear-based anymore. Now you can like, exactly. yeah, you can rejoice in the now. That's good. Well, Tyler, it's been right. super fun to meet you. We love Relevant. Yeah, we do love, love Relevant. We've loved, it for, we've loved it for a long time. You want to tell our listeners about it? Yeah, Relevant Magazine is, uh, I've been senior editor here for about three years now, and uh, we're a, we exist at the intersection of faith and culture. We try to cover cultural conversations, uh, pop culture like music, movies, TV shows, books from a faith perspective. Uh, so some of our recent people we've talked to have been folks like Matthew McConaughey, uh, Letitia Wright from Black Panther. Uh, got a few more uh, exciting things in the works that I can't talk about just yet, but I would love to see everybody listen to this over Relevant Magazine. Uh, really excited about what we're doing right now. Fabulous. Great job. It's very well done. Tyler, thanks, all, uh, thanks for being with us. Hi, this is Robert Jermalowski, owner of Doing It Right Roofing, Siding, Remodeling. Looking for a new roof or siding upgrade? 
Call us for a free estimate at 724 New Roof or visit roofingcontractorpittsburgh.com. Grove City College, a group of young people who are engaged in a rigorous academic journey. Mm -hmm. That's fair to say. What happens at Grove City College? This is not essentially for the faint of heart. It is a rigorous, Mm -hmm. deep dive into an academic load. It is. You know, I've had this conversation with both of my kids a lot over the last couple of years. Mom, I don't know how I'm going to do on the midterm. Like, I I don't know. What, What if I don't pass this class? And, you know, both of my kids do pretty well in school, but it's a challenging atmosphere. What I love about it, though, is that there's help for you. You know, it's like if, if you if you can't get what you need, if you feel like you don't have what it takes to pass microeconomics, which I didn't when I was an undergrad. Right. <laughs> They've got a, a great tutoring setup, so it, it's it's one of those things that you want to be challenged, but you want to also have some people behind you to support you, so you feel like in the challenge you can succeed. I'm into that. Grove City College, rigorous academics, great and fun athletics, wonderful Christian values, and some of the most amazing people that I promise you you will ever meet. For more information, look online for you or your rising senior, gcc.edu. Towels just don't seem to dry you anymore. They feel soft and luxurious at the store, but then you get them home and they don't absorb. Well, Mike Lindell at MyPillow found out that about 2006, towels changed forever. They started importing them and they added softeners and other things to the cotton that made them feel really good, but they didn't work. He found the best towel company right here in the USA. They have proprietary technology to create towels that feel soft but actually work. They're all made with USA cotton, and they come with a MyPillow 60-day money-back guarantee. A six-piece set, two bath, two hand towels, and two washcloths made with USA cotton, regularly $109.99, now just $39.99. Just go to MyPillow.com, click on the new radio listener specials, get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the towels. Enter promo code WORD or call 800-391-0954. But right now, MyPillow.com, promo code is WORD. We are everywhere on your radio at 101.5 WORD-FM, Pittsburgh, at WordFM.com, the WordFM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and at Radio.com. We'll see a thunderstorm in spots this evening, otherwise partly cloudy skies for tonight. It will be humid with a low of 74. Tomorrow we'll see record-tying heat. It will be humid with clouds and sunshine. Expect a thunderstorm around in the afternoon and a high of 94. Friday, watch for a severe thunderstorm in the afternoon, otherwise warm and humid with times of clouds and sun. Expect a high Friday of 88. With the Iraqi weather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Does this make sense? Does what make sense? Rain boots. Or galoshes if you're a guy. Is that a thing? Still, it seems like a a different era, doesn't it? But if you work outside, well, you're probably wearing like, you know, just boots. Right. Like Timberlands. 
But I thought of it today because of the catastrophic rain that yeah. we got when I was coming into work. Yeah. But I don't feel like they make sense. I mean, I you can't wear them that often, right? Oh, no, rarely. And if you're going to wear rain boots, you, you can't like wear them to work. In an office setting, right? That'd be weird. So you have to bring another pair of shoes. It just seems like a lot of trouble. They make sense for little kids, right? Let's go out and play in the rain. Put your little rain boots on, and that'd be like a little fun outing. But for adults, probably not. Okay. I'm with you. Rain boots. They don't make sense. Does this make sense? The George Foreman grill. (laughs) Does that make sense? I mean, for bacon. I mean... Look, that's been around for a long time. As seen on TV, that's a gigantic seller. I hope it made George Foreman a lot of money. He made way more money with the George Foreman grill than he made boxing. Now, it comes in different sizes. Mm -hmm. It's grillable inside and outside. I've had three of them. You have? Three. Then I would imagine you would say it makes sense. I think they make sense. Before I had a grill, before I could afford a grill. What, you could afford a grill? What do you (laughs) I, I mean, I, I do own a grill now. Is that the grapes of wrath? Is before, that... well, before a grill's a lot of a grill. A grill's a couple hundred bucks. I got a George Foreman grill for ten bucks at a yard sale. <laughs> well, I got all three of my George Foreman grills at yard sales, and they worked okay. They worked great. Really? They different, you know, because as it evolved, they had different sizes. Right, right, right. Capable of doing like by the end it was like a panini press. Right. Yeah, yeah. I I'm a big fan. No kidding. So like, if you were gonna have like a barbecue, a barbecue. no, you can you can make stuff for two people. Oh, so that's it's little. It. Oh, that's it. What if you didn't have a like a stove in your house? If you, you were like, sure. So it would work. Is yeah. It George Foreman grill. Yeah. I've never had one. But to me, it just seems like another appliance. Just one more thing in the kitchen with my air fryer and my blah, blah, blah. Your blender. All that stuff. Right. Your one more appliance. stand mixer. And how often would I use it? Right. So to me, it doesn't make a lot of sense. But I understand people love it. So that's why I brought it up. Well, I'm just saying that if you didn't have a grill outside your back door, yeah. you might want a George Foreman. Okay. So I say George Foreman. Yeah, it does. Hmm. Well, George Foreman would say it. Do you know George Foreman named all of his kids George Foreman? You know why he did that? Uh. He said, so everyone would know they belong to me. <laughs> Rain boots. Mm. Unless you're three, they don't make sense. George Foreman grill makes sense. 101.5 WORD. Dr. Charles Stanley. Eternally past, eternally future. God has always been, is, and always will be. Unlimited by time, unlimited by space, above and beyond it all. He is the everlasting and eternal God. Hear the series, The Privilege of Knowing God, this week on In Touch, the teaching ministry of Dr. Charles Stanley. Tomorrow morning at 8.30 on 101.5 WORD. If you have unfiled taxes or are in debt to the IRS, this is important news. The IRS just rolled out a new program to help struggling taxpayers more easily resolve their tax problems. It's called the Taxpayer Relief Initiative, and it opens up powerful new options for people looking to get back on the right track with the IRS. And no one knows this program like the professionals at Optima Tax Relief, America's most trusted tax resolution company. They've resolved over $1 billion in tax debt for their clients and have the expertise and experience 
experience to help you. One easy call to Optima can start the process, helping to put an end to your worries of wage garnishment, asset seizure, and other aggressive IRS actions. Make today the beginning of your fresh start with the IRS. Call the experts at Optima Tax Relief now for your free confidential consultation. Call 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. Optima Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. We've all been thinking a lot lately about the air we breathe. QDOT has been thinking about it for over 100 years, providing big HVAC solutions for the commercial industry, including healthcare, where air quality is paramount. Does your home deserve any less? For affordable solutions, including their new bipolar ionizer, which may eliminate up to 99.4% of airborne viruses, including SARS-CoV-2, breathe easier with QDOT. Call 412-366-6200 or visit q-dot.com. Let's be boring and do a commercial about cash-out refinances. It's Ryan, and our mortgage team will often have a listener say, I think I understand what a cash-out refinance is, but can't that be bad for you sometimes? So let's hit on that. As with anything, it's certainly not the right move for everyone. If we don't have to, we don't want to add a bunch of years onto our loan or increase our monthly payment too much or pay more in the long run. But because home values have skyrocketed so far up the last few years, while rates have come so far down, We've seen many scenarios where listeners today can pull out a significant chunk of money from the new value in their home while lowering the years on the overall loan, while lowering their monthly payment, and lowering how much they ultimately pay. The key is to just look at the whole picture and be honest with yourself about your situation. If you're looking for someone to show you your options, we are United Faith Mortgage. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Metal Park Road, Melville, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to AnimalistConsumerAccess.org. Corporate Animalist number 1330. Equal housing lender. I license in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota, or Utah. I always like to hear people's testimonies. They're always fascinating to me. Everyone's different. Even people say, oh, you know, my, my story's not really that interesting because yeah. I was, you know, born into the church. But people are cool. And the way that God works in people's lives. Well, Dr. Marina Hoffman is with us. She's got a story to tell. Dr. Hoffman is a professor at Palm Beach Atlantic University. She's written a new war- new book called Woman in the- Women in the Bible, Small Group Bible Study. Marina, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, Marina, before we talk about your brand new project, um, why don't you give us your story? Uh, is your story part of the project that you've done? Is that why you decided to write about women? Yeah, it is really connected. So about seven years ago, I was in a huge car wreck, never had a chance to live. No one expected us to survive. And yet by God's grace and the number of what I would say miracles, right, just kind of a supernatural bringing together of these unlikely events, we did survive. But I had a really long road to recovery. Uh, A lot of your listeners will understand how it's so hard to get over, you know, severe PTSD, depression, anxiety. I was so traumatized by this event. But eventually, as I recovered, I came back to my studies, right? I've been in scholarship for many years. And suddenly these stories of women in the Bible took on a whole new life and meaning for me personally. Interesting. Wait, now, Maureen, are you saying before the accident you were not a believer in Jesus? I was a believer. I had just finished my doctorate, and I had studied these stories from an academic perspective and published on them, but I certainly never connected them or really saw how relevant they were to my life until after Mm. I had this accident. I see. So what happened then? Uh, Tell us about the accident. 
Yeah, someone, I guess they fell asleep at the wheel. I don't know. Sadly, they did not survive. They can't, They hit mm-hmm. us. Um, oncoming traffic, we're each going about 70 miles an hour. So wow. the chance of surviving that is so low. In fact, our our engine was sitting on my husband's lap when all was said and done. So incredibly, he survived as well. And although he has a little limp, you would hardly know what we have endured. Wow, Marina. Okay, so... First of all, we're happy to hear that. But take us into the kind of your mental process after you were recovering. Um, were there particular stories of women in the Bible that came to you, or was it just that your perspective had been so altered you were seeing them through new eyes? Yeah, I think I resonated with some of the feelings of them, and that's a little bit of a dangerous ground because the Bible doesn't always tell us how they felt. But, you know, you look at these stories, and they're in desperate situations. They really need God to do a miracle in their life. And I certainly resonate with that. I'm sure so many of your listeners today can say, yeah, I've been in a place where I tried to trust God, I tried to pray, but really it was a situation beyond my control that needed a grand act from God to intervene. Mm -hmm. Okay, so then then open up the stories and, and tell us a story that you've written about that resonates with you. Sure. Well, you know, we talk about this accident and the darkest moment for me was in the two or three days that followed because I had a minor brain injury and that is actually a horrible concussion. I didn't know where I was. I felt completely alone, just kind of floating in space, not knowing if my husband was alive. So for me, that was a very dark moment. Now, when I went back to my studies, I read the story of Hagar. Right. She's a character from Genesis, a little bit overshadowed by Abraham and Sarah. But she finds herself in a horrible, dark situation. Pregnant woman on the run in the wilderness, no protection from wild animals or people. So what happens when she's in this desperate moment? She encounters God so powerfully. An angel comes, calls her by name, gives her a sense of purpose and meaning and that Although her future is uncertain, God has a promise for her future. And wow, I just so resonated with that feeling of lostness and unprepared and uncertain. So I really found hope knowing and believing that God, too, Mm -hmm. would come and impact my life. And I have to say, in that dark moment, those three very, you know, the shadow of death, those three days, I did feel God's presence like never before. Yeah. Isn't that story interesting, Marina, because, you know, Abraham and Sarah are like the stars of the show, right? And Hagar is just kind of, you know, brought in because of, you know, desperate times. And um, so she kind of is like, if you were looking at it in in the terms of a play or a movie, she'd be like, you know, the side character, right? Um, But what's so beautiful about it is that God saw her. And so her life was not just a throwaway. Her experience wasn't a throwaway because God made her significant, even though neither Abraham nor Sarah wanted her to be. Yeah, and I love that you talk about God reaching out to her. And another aspect of beauty, so many people don't realize there's only one person in the Bible that gives God a name that, in a sense, creates Mm. that. 
and that's Hagar. What an unlikely character. Mm-hmm. And even, um, you know, after her story, we see that there's a well that's named after her. And again, a small detail in scripture, but I think, Kathy, what happened behind the story, we don't know. It's clearly she shared her story, right? Just her and the angel. Did anyone know? She shared her story, and the community rallied around her and commemorated that. And how beautiful. And even as you're talking, I think of my own life and how even I've had the opportunity to share my testimony out of that dark time as well. So really beautiful. Yeah. Dr. Marina Hoffman is a professor at Palm Beach Atlantic University. Her new book is called Women in the Bible. It's a small group Bible study. We're talking to her about some of the, I don't know, some of the stories that we've read over the years that have been meaningful for us and some of the ones that continue to to give us, uh, put us in places of wonder, really. I was just talking to my daughter about Ruth um, when we were on vacation last week. Ruth is an amazing story. Uh, She's an incredible woman surrounded in really difficult times. Um, Marina, tell us a story about someone else in the Bible who is meaningful for you or maybe someone else that you've written about in the book. Sure. I love Ruth as well uh, so much. You know, another story that impacted me because her life reflects mine was Hannah. And I, after my accident, the doctor said the chance of me having a child was 0.00001. That's crazy. It's so impossible, right? That just simply means hands up, surrender, God, this is now in your control. And so, again, coming back to the story of Hannah, what did she do when she found herself unable to conceive a child? And we see this beautiful picture where she goes to the temple and she pours out her God, her heart to God in just raw emotion and honesty. Mm-hmm. And I think she's able to give her pain to God, which itself is remarkable, right, to be open. And then she prays. And then what does she do? The Bible says she went on her way, she ate, and she held her head up high. And I think, you know, that tells me that Hannah was able to trust God even before she had any answer to her prayer. And I'm so blessed. I did have a child. She's three years old now. Mm. I praise God. But even so, beforehand, I thought, you know what? I need to find the ability to have faith and trust in God, even if God doesn't answer this prayer. Yeah, that's so good. Yeah. So, Marina, I, I love that you're focusing on this, you know, the, the Bible study. What's that about? I mean, you know, the, the idea that these women from ancient times still resonate today in the 21st century. And for you to dig deep in that and to teach and preach on that, that must be satisfying. I mean, you've got to love that that that's still that long throw is still available and, and vibrant in people's lives today. Yeah, it is. And I find so many women and also so many men. First of all, the men want to encourage and impact the women in their lives. Many fathers, they say, you know, I know the stories of the men in the Bible, but I want my daughters also to know these incredible stories of women and how they are models and teach us. And so many women say, I love the stories, but I'm not really sure how to connect with them. So I'm so blessed that God has made these stories real in my life. And I put together this Bible study, really simple. I know none of the young people I teach want to be leaders. They don't want to have that kind of responsibility. So I took it from their perspective. I said, you know what? Forget about being a small group leader. Just gather a few friends. If you can, meet, however, whatever that looks like today. But meet and go through these passages. Here's questions and answers to get some discussion and just to help them cross that bridge between the Bible story and their own life. Hmm, that's really good. Well, Marina, it's been a pleasure to talk to you today. I'm excited about this new thing, Women in the Bible. It's a small group Bible study. Marina, if people are interested in finding out more about the study, where should they go? 
Well, the book's available for 13 14 bucks on Amazon, and I would love to connect with your listeners. They can visit womeninthebible.info, and they'll also find a free video series. So as you would imagine, the study's a bit academic, but I've created a bunch of videos that are just me sharing my heart, just like I'm doing with you today, and I think a lot of your listeners will appreciate it, womeninthebible.info. Very nice. Dr. Marina Hoffman, she's from Palm Beach Atlantic University. Thanks an awful lot, Marina. We'll take a quick break, come back. We've got a smidge ahead. And uh, the waning days of summer, you know, in our family, what do we like to do? Uh, part of a family outing, we like to do some mini- miniature golf. You like to do a little miniature golf? I'm really bad at it. Some putt-putt? Sure, I love it. Yeah, we'll talk about the nine best courses here in the city of Pittsburgh. Towels just don't seem to dry you anymore. They feel soft and luxurious at the store, but then you get them home and they don't absorb. Well, Mike Lindell at MyPillow found out that about 2006, towels changed forever. They started importing them and they added softeners and other things to the cotton that made them feel really good, but they didn't work. He found the best towel company right here in the USA. They have proprietary technology to create towels that feel soft but actually work. They're all made with USA cotton, and they come with a MyPillow 60-day money-back guarantee. A six-piece set, two bath, two hand towels, and two washcloths made with USA cotton, regularly $109.99, now just $39.99. Just go to MyPillow.com, click on the new radio listener specials, get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the towels. Enter promo code WORD or call 800-391-0954. But right now, MyPillow.com, promo code is WORD. An urgent message from the International Fellowship of Christians and Jews. Imagine if 150 rockets suddenly launched directly into your neighborhood on American Independence Day. Yael Eckstein, President and CEO of the Fellowship. This is what Israel and her people live with every day. During times of crisis, your gift today of $45 will help save Jewish lives. When we went to bring food and water and clothing and medicine, and it said, donated with love by Christians in America, suddenly everyone the Fellowship touches, they know that the people of Israel are not alone. Your gift of $45 will help provide emergency aid, including food and medicine to elderly Jews and families in the Holy Land. Call 800-447-7733. That's 800-447-7733. Or donate online at blessisraeltoday.org. That's blessisraeltoday.org. This is Jay Hagerman of Abernathy and Hagerman. Upon your passing, you wouldn't want a judge to decide who raises your children or how your estate gets divided. It is important to review your estate planning documents to ensure they protect what matters most. At Abernathy and Hagerman, we will work with you to establish an estate plan that nominates a guardian for your minor children and that your assets are used for your family's benefit. Judge for yourself. For legal help that lasts a lifetime, visit a-h.law. Did you know there are laws in the U.S. that protect the safety and pay of farm workers? To learn more, call 866-4-US-WAGE. That's 866-4-US-WAGE or visit worker.gov. A message from the U.S. Department of Labor. Are you looking to grow your career with a bachelor's degree and have college credits already completed? Waynesburg University offers a 100% online degree completion program in business and justice administrations. Classes begin every five weeks. Financial aid is available. Visit waynesburg.edu. kids were super little we used to go to golf world and 
golf world's closed now. So then we kind of went on a road trip to find, you know, some good miniature golf courses. And uh, I see that next Pittsburgh has the nine best mini golf courses in the Pittsburgh region. Now, uh, there's a golf course out by you in the North Hills. Nice. Nice. Nice Mini Golf. Yes, it's been there since before I was born, I think. It's my new favorite. It is. There's two different courses. Yeah? It's super tchotchka, right? Big time. There's the windmill. All kinds you know, of stuff. The, all the crazy, you know, like you have to, you know, uh, shoot the ball over a pond. Yeah. You have to, you know, it's, it's a lot. It's, I like it. It's very like, the, there's like a bowling um, hole. Yeah. All these different themed holes. And I never feel rushed there. And there's nothing worse going to miniature golf and like people are behind you. Waiting. Actually being serious. Yeah. And like they're like That's waiting horrible. for you to sort of do your, let's go, come on, please. Like, you know, I've got to get my game in check or whatever. I'm like, I'm out here like having a good time, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, do there- you go? Do you go? Christy, you're, are you a golfer? Um, I am a golfer. I, I don't go by myself since I live alone, but I go when we're on vacation. Okay. Yeah. And are you like a golfer, like you're playing 18 a holes? A serious golfer. Oh, so I have my own clubs, but I'm horrible. Okay, good. Oh, I appreciate Thank goodness. Yeah. Know thyself. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate But miniature that. golf, I mean, anybody can do miniature anybody. golf. Now, I remember when I was a kid, there was another miniature golf place on McKnight Road. Really? Which I believe was called like Putt-Putt. Which I know is not a very creative, but that was like a. There was no frills. Oh, there it's, was a, fr- it's, it's a franchise. It's a. It's an actual like. Yeah. It's it's kind of hard. There's one of Monroeville. You know. Okay. You know what I mean. Yeah. There's no windmill. There's no like fun and games mm-hmm. pond mm-hmm. or you know none of that sort of thing. Right. Okay. So uh, in the article, there's Foresight Miniature Golf in Carnegie, and the next huh. Pittsburgh says if you want a mini golf course that's perfectly Pittsburgh. You can't skip this spot, this spot in Carnegie. It's carved into the side of a hill, takes full advantage of the challenging topography. There's one hole that goes off the grid entirely where you just have to hit the ball down a rough hillside and hope it hits the green. So that sounds like fun. So that's a par three or that's miniature golf? That's miniature golf. Really? Look at this. Look at this little hole here. Right? Let me show you that. Oh, that's awesome. It's a it's a goalie. It's a goalie. It's like a pens goalie. Yeah. Uh, sunset miniature golf in South Park. Okay. Mm-hmm. Been there, love it. Really? Oh, very yes. nice. Okay, love that. Uh, Glenn's Custard and Mini Golf in Springdale. That looks super cool. Look at this Wait, image show here. Me that. It's like industrial. Like, nice. Yeah. Okay. Glenn's. Uh, yeah, Glenn's. What is it? I'm sorry. Glenn's Custard and Mini. Uh, you need some custard after you. Go. Listen. Give me a treat, right? Custard is great. Oh, my goodness. Little Some Rita's Custard? So Oh, my goodness. Good. Great. Um, how about uh, Willowbrook Mini Golf and Driving Range? I like a driving range in Greensburg. You ever do a driving range? I used to do that a lot when I was a little kid, yeah. Yeah, that's a lot of fun. I haven't done it in a while, though. Just get a bucket of balls and whack that thing. Right. I'm, really, I'm really bad. It doesn't matter. Yeah. No, it doesn't. But it, it, I'm, I'm, I'm surprisingly, really, really shockingly terrible. Yeah, but no one cares because like the, the heroes out there, you know, crushing you the like ball. You like to think, though, after you go for a little while, you're not going to be terrible anymore. You're just going to be not good. <laughs> I and I have never gotten beyond being terrible. Yeah, that's okay. It's, okay. Just, it's for fun, right? Uh, how about, uh, oh, Scally's. Uh, Scally's Golf Center in Moon. Yeah, it's like right where I live. Oh, that they got waterfalls. Yeah. That, holy moly. Waterfalls? Yeah, yeah. 
another spot that has a lot more going on than just mini golf, including batting cages, a par three course, a golf shop, and golf lessons. They offer a night game with glow-in-the-dark balls on the pitch and putt course. The mini golf is classic and simple with lots of giant fiberglass statues. I like it. What about par three? I like par three. So I think par three is a nice way to wade in. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I agree. Now, I remember the last time I went par three golfing with my husband, we were uh, getting ready to, that we were, I was like ready to tee off, but there was a groundskeeper, which was working on the green mm-hmm. by the hole. And so I was politely waiting for him to be done. And he shouted up to me, I'm by the hole. I'm the safest place I could possibly be. <laughs> oh, that's rough. That is rough. Sorry, yeah. sir. Okay, how about the Cool Springs Mini Golf in Bethel oh, Park? Oh, yeah, I, I hear that advertised. Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, they advertise. Uh-huh. Here in the station? Uh, elsewhere. Perhaps elsewhere. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually, I'm, I'm not trying to pretend. I actually don't know where I heard it. Okay, I just thought I'd ask. I mean, anyway, I, it's still time. Look, tomorrow's going to be like 97. Yeah, and wanna humid. Be, so. Yeah. so you want to be miniature golfing tomorrow? Eh, you know. It's like living in Fort Lauderdale, right? Okay, so what about other things, if you're not into miniature golf, that now that summer is, I don't want to say it's winding down, because I don't think it's winding down yet. It is. But I'm just saying that it's August 11th, mm. and so there are some things that if you wanted to do them over the summer, you should really get on it. Yeah, yeah. You should really get on it. So the first thing I thought of is, I haven't been to Ohio Pile yet mm, this okay. season. And I we try to go every year, and I time's running out. Yeah. Do you lay in the water at Ohio Pile? It's cold. Who cares? It's, it's 97. Cold. Don't you want to just be there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess. Mm-hmm. But the good thing about being there is that you're not out in the sun. You know, if you're hiking, you're right. in the woods. You know, you can go stick your feet well, in. I just want to lay in the water. I Do don't you really hike. lay in the water there? Heck yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, because it's not that deep. Why you give me a, give no. me a dirty look like I'm gut. It's clean. What? Uh. Listen, when we were kids, we used to lay in the sewer. Oh, my God. You ever do that? In Swissville. Yeah, on yeah, Roslyn Street. Yeah. We'd lay in the You're hill. You're right. Ohio Pass cleaner than that. <laughs> We'd lay in the hill. The water would rush down after rainfall. I'd be waving to my mom and dad. They'd wave back. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I mean, those were the days, That's you guys. Good. You haven't lived till you've, like, hung out in the sewer. Yeah, I don't... Yeah, I don't. I don't think I'm laying in there. Swissville. Not that I think I'll, that it's that it's unclean. Oh, it is. Okay, it's garbage. Uh, no, I'm in Ohio pile, not your sewer. <laughs> crying out loud. Anyway, send a postcard from the sewer. Okay, other things that you might want to consider doing. You know, what I want to do that I've never done. What? Jet ski. Oh, that. Boom, boom. That be wouldn't that be a blast? I Burn, the water's flying up in the air. It's like a motorcycle on water. I would dig it. I don't like it very much. You've, have you done it? Oh yeah. Oh, excuse me. Yeah, it's 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 not it, fun. It's it's not all. It's to me, it's not all that fun. And it's super loud. Mm. Right. Do I sound like really dull? Because nah, I don't funny. like it because it's loud. It's it is sewer. really loud. John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.